This is Manya from Friendshipable, a Project BFF podcast. Along with my co-host Terry, we love talking about friendships, talking with others who think about friendships, and learning about these important relationships in our lives. If you like this content, please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash projectbff, or subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcast app. If you have a podcast, consider hosting it on Buzzsprout. We love it. They make it so easy. And we have a link in our show notes for you. Thanks. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Friendshipable, a Project BFF podcast. I am Manya, one of your co-hosts. And I am Terry, the other co- your other co-host. And we are so happy today to have Karen Viesta join us. Hello, Karen. Hi there. Hi. Karen is the founder of Welligant Women Coaching, and we hope to hear a whole lot more about that in our conversation today. So let's let's kick us off. You know, <laughs> one of the things, Karen, that we have been talking about is the concept of friendship in midlife. And how is that? I guess so that's the question. How is that different or how should we be thinking about it differently as we are approaching or in the midst of our midlife? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I saw um, this interview not that long ago. Jane Fonda was promoting a movie with uh, some of her friends who were her co-stars, uh, Sally Field and yes. Lily Tomlin. And do you remember this this movie promo? Yes. I think Rita yeah. Moreno. And it was so funny because in it, she says, um, she quotes her, she calls him her favorite ex-husband, Ted Turner. (laughs) And she says um, that he told her that uh, nobody makes friends after the age of 60. And she spoke about how wrong he thinks, she thinks he is in saying that because she was saying that, you know, some of her most meaningful friendships she cultivated later in life. And, and she talked about the importance of having quality friendships, um, you know, as we get older. Uh, and, and I actually have a quote in preparation for the interview, I grabbed one of her quotes, which I just think is so brilliant. She says, women sit facing each other eye to eye, and they say, I'm in trouble. I need you. Can you help me? She said, we're not afraid of being vulnerable. And I thought, you know, that this, this, um, I thought this was so interesting because later on in the interview, she talks about the need to be very intentional as we get older as to who we bring into our inner circle and the kinds of people that we surround ourselves with. Um, And this, you know, was completely consistent with my own experience of midlife and the experiences I see, you know, so many of the ladies in my community having, um, Friendships, I I think, become a really central part of our identity. And when we have young children and when we are early in our career and we're aspiring and we're, you know, working very hard at that, that's really our focus. And friendships become uh, circumstantial in the sense that, you know, sometimes we become friends with like the 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 parents of our kids' friends or other parents that we see on the soccer field or colleagues at work. What happens in midlife is so interesting because, you know, everything changes. Kids Mm -hmm. grow up and move on and and move out out of the nest. Um, Jobs change. In my case, you know, I was divorced at 48. 
So, you know, when, when life changes happen, we can sometimes find ourselves in this transitional place that can be very disorienting because our circle feels like it kind of shrinks a lot. And, um, and sometimes we really miss that connection with other women. So I think it can be a very challenging time, but I think it can also be, you know, a beautiful opportunity to really be much more intentional about our friendships and, you know, bring people into our life who really inspire us and, and help us to grow and who reflect back to us, the woman we want to be, you know, I, I think that's, um, when we go through that sort of friendship crisis, I'll call it, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think Lily Tomlin's advice about becoming very intentional is really good advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's why I think women can struggle with this in midlife and why we, we, you know, may approach our friendships differently mm-hmm. at this time. Do you think it's a matter of, um, maybe at this at at midlife and all of those changes that you just referenced of finding new individuals to develop friendships with or and or um bringing some of those prior friendships um along for the midlife Mm Uh, you know, for that part forward? Um, or is it is that a balance of the two? And I guess it depends yeah. on the individuals. Yeah, and that's a challenge too, right? Because I think I think we have this idea that if someone has been a friend in the past, that they should always be part of our life. And mm-hmm. I do think that there are times when it is, when it serves us to let some people go. And that's really yeah. not easy, but I think when we, you know, I, I think we just get very good in midlife at determining what, what is working within the context of our life, what feels good to us and what doesn't. And, and, you know, maybe all of these physical changes we go through have something to do with that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's things like this are no longer a luxury. It's really a necessity. It's, mm-hmm. it's no longer a luxury to have a solid circle of people who make us feel good. It's a necessity. And it's especially important when we are undergoing physical changes and we are, you know, stressed and challenged in certain ways. So I think part of it is being able to evaluate our current circle to determine, you know, who really should remain and who we may need to let go. Mm-hmm. And I think it is also challenging to meet new people. You know, making friends is never easy, but it certainly becomes harder as we get older. You know, I'll I'll go back to my own story just to kind of highlight it. Uh When I was divorced, you know, I had a lot of friends who were, you know, couple friends. Uh They were friends we would go out with as couples. And while they were very kind and very gracious and always included me uh, and invited me, I wasn't always really comfortable because I felt a little bit like a fifth wheel. So I was at that place of kind of having to say, okay, well, I've got to rethink my social circle and I've got to begin now to develop friendships, but now I'm doing it as a, as a, you know, 50 year old woman. And, and it's not as easy because obviously when you're younger, you're, you're just exposed to more people. So for me, you know, it, it, it meant putting myself out of my comfort zone 
and um, putting myself in situations where I was meeting a lot of people and then really filtering people. Like it, it felt almost like a dating process. Right. I mean, it, it felt very much like what I was going through in the dating area <laughs> where, you know, you're, you're, you know, your values and you're trying to kind of assess whether somebody's values are similar to yours, whether somebody has the same integrity that you bring to a friendship, um, whether someone's energy is positive and someone that you want in your circle, right? Like it, there were all of these factors um, to be considered. And I think while it is challenging, when I did finally, you know, really connect with, with women and form a new circle, you know, it, it is rock solid and so supportive to me. And it has been just an amazing, um, part of my life. So, so yes, I, I think, I think it's super challenging. I think the other thing that we get a little bit tripped up with is, you know, not everybody needs to be in the inner circle, right? There are different yeah. levels of intimacy in friendship. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are some people who are just acquaintances, you know, someone you, you cross paths with and you can be cordial. There are some people who are casual friends. So you enjoy each other's company. You may see each other, but they're not such a day-to-day -day regular part of your life. And then there's your inner circle. And I think you know, quite honestly, I think we need all three of those types of friends mm. in our life. But I think, you know, sometimes we, we feel like if someone isn't that inner circle kind of friend that, you know, that we don't need that, or we don't want that. And I, I think it's nice to have a blend of all of it. You know, I think all of it can be supportive to us in different ways. You know, you were mentioning when we get to midlife in particular, we're having some, you know, our bodies are changing. Many things are changing. Maybe people are, are starting to notice health issues. And, you know, there seems to be a lot of talk and we've seen research on how important friendships are to health and, mm -hmm. and wellness. And how is that something particularly, um, important for us as we get older. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of research to support the fact that the people who live the longest and the healthiest um have you know, close circles of friends and and great support networks. So I don't think that can be overstated. I do think that that connection, as I said, it's it's no longer a luxury. It really is a necessity if we want to age powerfully because you know, that keeps us young. It really does. And it keeps us, um, I, I believe that it keeps us from getting too caught up in our own head. You know, it's, it's sometimes really nice to be in a position to help somebody else to do for somebody else. And I think that kind of give and take brings purpose to people's lives as they get older. You know, when we're younger, again, we have kids, we have jobs, we have, you know, lots of things that may give our life meaning and purpose. But as we get older and those things, you know, seem to kind of decrease, we, we have less, we have fewer of those things, those kinds of responsibilities. 
Um, I do think that sometimes what ages people is that lack of purpose. And I think sometimes friendship can give us mm -hmm. a sense of purpose and, and friendship is a great um, motivator. You know, I, I mean, if we want to start walking, if we want to play pickleball, if we want, you know, what, what's the first thing you do, you grab a friend, right? It's, it's, it's really a, a way that we can stay more active, more engaged, more uh, stimulated. I, I just think, you know, again, there's this is this is not my own. I, these are not my own ideas. This is this is really backed by quite a lot of science. And have you? I would imagine all of this and everything of what you said is I can, as I was listening, I can kind of track my life in terms of those <laughs> those different mm -hmm. stops. Um, and so you, um, your coaching, you named it Wellicant Woman and mm -hmm. how you derived, you came up with the word well, elegant. I'm very intrigued with that, given what you were just talking about that now the, the well part of it, I think I know what that is. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. It's so interesting. Every, everybody loves that name and everybody asks me about it yeah. uh, for me. It was the joining together of two uh, concepts that I think are really um, necessary for a well-lived life. So there's the wellness piece, which is, of course, you know, body, mind, and spirit, um, living with a, a healthy body, a sound mind, and a peaceful spirit. But then there's this aspect of elegance. And I always feel compelled to define it because I think some people think of it as, you know, pearls and the country club, and, and, yeah. right? And, and that's really not yeah. how I think of elegance. I think of elegance as simplicity, okay. as discernment, um, focusing on quality over quantity, and just really living with integrity and character. And when, when you think about it that way, and, and, you know, for me, when I combine that with the idea of wellness, it, it really is the makings of an extraordinary life. And, and it's funny because as I'm talking about elegance, it touches on so many of the things we're speaking about here, you know, with respect to friendship, quality over quantity, right? Living in integrity, um, having character and confidence. And, you know, those are all qualities that are really essential to friendship. I think, I think friendships, I think, you know, another thing that we do, and, and maybe we do it more so as we get older is we have kind of a friendship code. We have friendship mm -hmm. standards, yeah, right. That maybe we didn't have when we were young, when we were young, maybe friendship was a little more, you know, again, circumstantial. But I think as we get older, we we have certain things that we expect of our friends and we have certain things that we bring to a friendship. And so, you know, that sense of elegance, that sense of character and integrity and, and quality, I think those are, are real important values, um, both in life and in friendship. Definitely. Yeah. So I like how you characterize friendships potentially earlier in life, calling them circumstantial, mm -hmm. which doesn't negate how important they are, mm -hmm. but it it speaks to how sometimes they friendships can just seem to fall in our lap because 
of work or school or as you were mentioning you know um, parenthood and and your friends your children's friends mm -hmm. and um i myself do feel that my friendships now are much more intentional on purpose and but also because there's there are fewer opportunities for it to be circumstantial so i like thinking about being more intentional about about building friendships mm -hmm. and we do have more time you know i mean that's that's i guess one of the great perks of um, you know, being an empty nester or or reaching a certain stage of life where you're not so busy with parenting responsibilities and, you know, perhaps job run responsibilities. There, There is, I think the pace of life changes and slows. Mm -hmm. a bit. And, and so that too uh, is really a nice, it's really nice in terms of our friendships. You know, we may have more time to spend with friends. We may have um, you know, our weekends are not spent on, on the football field or on the, you know, it, our, our time can feel much more like our own. Mm -hmm. So friendships become really an investment. You know, it's something we, we invest more time and energy into, uh, perhaps than we did earlier in our lives. Mm -hmm. I can't help but wonder also if, because of everything that preceded the, the our midlife stage, mm -hmm. um, that automatically and innately, when you meet people who who are potential friends, everybody has arrived at that point together. And I think that's what you were just addressing, Karen. Is mm -hmm. um, there? we're probably also going to be without, whether consciously or unconsciously looking for those key aspects of friendship at this point in life. So yeah. we, and we also have learned that how to kind of navigate that if we're not feeling those needs fulfilled in that particular relationship. So we're yeah. all coming at it with more of a more maturity. <laughs> it's basically maturity in yeah. every sense of the word. Yeah. And think about it in my space, right? I'm in the wellness space. So I work with women over 40, mm -hmm. um, many of whom are in perimenopause and menopause. And, you know, women, we, we are maybe the first generation of women who are even having conversations about those things, yeah. who are yeah. even connecting and sharing resources and supporting each other in this mm -hmm. way. You know, our mothers and grandmothers didn't have these conversations. In fact, it was considered quite taboo. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's really an exciting time to be a woman in midlife. And I think that this, this female bonding that happens, you know, is so healthy for us in every way. It's healthy for us emotionally, but it's also healthy for us physically. I mean, you know, I, I just not too long ago posted a quote on Instagram. Dr. Mark Hyman said, friend power is, is um, more effective than willpower. And the point uh, he was making and, and the point of my post is that if you want to develop healthy habits, um, particularly in the second half of life, then your circle of influence is going to really affect you. If you're hanging out with people who are eating well, who are active, who are, you know, have a healthy mindset, that is something you will benefit from versus hanging out with people who are complaining, who are overindulging, who are, you know, whatever the case may be. But 
you know, I loved, I loved that term friend power, Mm -hmm. because I think at least in the wellness space, um, it, it is, it's so important to have those people who not only inspire you to live a healthy lifestyle in, you know, midlife and beyond, but who also, um, can be those voices that of encouragement. You know, I know the friends of mine who are a little bit ahead of me, you know, their kids were a little older than my kids. Um, they've gone through perimenopause and menopause just a little bit before me. You know, they've, they've been guiding lights for me. I mean, I, I think, you know, I can look to my own experience and, and those of so many women, um, that connection is, is just crucial at a time where the ground seems to be shifting beneath us a little bit and we don't always feel mm-hmm. great or like ourselves you know when when life gets uncertain i think those connections are what really anchor us i one of the things that you've written about is and the phrase struck me is the idea of aging powerfully and you just re, you know we were talking about power just now and just saying those words made me feel a little bit more. Exactly. Exactly. So what is the idea of aging powerfully and how it relates to friends in our community? Yeah. I, I, you know, I think for a long time, women have been sort of conditioned to age gracefully, but for me, <laughs> yeah. right there, we've heard that term a lot, yes. aging gracefully. For me, there's a certain resignation built into that word. It's like, well, I can't really do anything about it. So I'll just accept it and be as graceful as I can about it. I think aging powerfully implies that this is an exciting time. You know, it's, it's, it's a time that is full of possibility and opportunity. And I am so much wiser and smarter and, you know, more, more um, clear in, in my own life that, you know, this is just going to be an extraordinary, you know, next 30, 40, 50 years. I, I think there's a very different vibe between the terms aging gracefully and aging powerfully. And I think power, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, power is, is us asserting ourselves and expressing ourselves. um, And, and gracefully to me is a little more demure. It's a little more, you know, I'll I'll just, I'll just be, I'll just stay back here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, going there, there was a meme. Um, I always talk about this because I just find it so funny. It was floating around social media a while back. You may have seen it where on one side of the screen, it had the golden girls. Do you remember that show? The golden girls with Betty white. Okay. So, and underneath their pictures, it had their ages. So Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, 53, 55, 57, the actresses ages at the The actresses ages. Yes. Yes. And then on the right side, they had the cast from the new Sex in the City episode, uh, the new Sex in the City series. Mm-hmm. And underneath them, they had their ages, 53, 55, 50. It was the same ages. Really? But what it showed me, and, and I think, you know, the point of this whole meme was, look at what our perception of midlife was back in the 80s mm-hmm. and look at what it is now. These women 
in, in, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker and Cynthia Nixon and the cast of Sex in the City, they're not aging gracefully. They're aging powerfully. <laughs> you know, there's the difference. And I think, you know, it, it's, it's such a great thing that we have, um, that, that we have this very different, much more powerful perception of what it means to be a woman over 40. That's a great side-by-side -side comparison. I hadn't yeah. thought about that, that before. That's fantastic. Um, so in the few moments we have left, I'm thinking about what can be, well, legacy is kind of heavy-handed with what we're talking about, but our daughters who are in their 20s and our nieces who are in their 20s, what is it we can exhibit to them so that when they're in midlife, they realize that mm -hmm. growing, you know, being powerfully, um, you know, aging powerfully is the norm for them? Yeah, I, I think it's a matter of just modeling um, that age does not equal decline. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we have so much information. I mean, we, we haven't spoken about, you know, health and wellness, but, you know, we have so much information about how to keep our bodies healthy. We have so much information about how to keep our minds and our emotional health strong. Um, you know, age does not equal decline. And I think that, you know, we can age powerfully, whether we're mm -hmm. 20 aging to 30 mm -hmm. or 30 yeah. going to foot, right? Like it's a state of mind. It's not a function of the number. It's not mm -hmm. a function of our age. It's a function of our state of mind and developing a powerful mindset has no expiration date. You know, we can do that ongoing and, and, and hopefully we will do that ongoing throughout our entire life. So I think that's really, you know, the message that I love to, um, leave my ladies with, you know, and whenever I'm speaking, um, whenever I'm teaching or I'm running a program, it's like at the end of it, I just want people to understand that our health, our, you know, body, our emotional health, our vibrancy, uh, our state of mind, these are all things that, that, you know, thankfully are very much under our control within our control. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that, that's, I think the, you know, the kind of message that I would like to leave, um, my daughter and, and your listeners and, yeah. and everybody with. Oh, thank you. That is a great thought to end with Karen. Really appreciate that. Before we let you go, what is the best way for folks to get in touch with you? So my website is welligantwoman.com and that's W E L L. And I also um, have a podcast called Welligant Woman Redefining Midlife. Mm -hmm. So they can find me um, either on the website or on the podcast. And then of course I'm on, you know, Instagram at Welligant Woman and Facebook at Welligant Woman. So, um, so I'm kind of all over. Excellent. Well, we'll include links to those in the show notes for everyone to reach you. Karen, thank you so much for this conversation. It's been really helpful and I've really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you. I've so enjoyed being here. Thank you, Karen. Bye everyone.